Okay, we can do this. We can get through this together. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, also film analyst for Blue White Illustrated. And what we're doing today is we're taking a look at the Penn State offense and some of the things that went into how we got to 10 points on Saturday and how Penn State was, uh, I think, thoroughly beaten by Arkansas. On the defensive side of the ball, nobody wants you to dissect how a possum got hit by a Mack truck, right? And that's kind of what happened. Yes, there's some players, there's some schemes, there's some stuff out there uh, that we could get into. But when you're playing your defensive end at Mike Linebacker, after moving him from Mike Linebacker, all those same problems just happened again. Not to pick on one player, but that's kind of an encapsulation of what happened for Penn State football on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, it might be more of the same, but at least what we know there is they weren't missing five starters. They were missing two. And by the way, Olaf Ashunu, who came in at left tackle, played really well. So what they were missing was Jahan Dotson. So when it comes to the Penn State offense, that's what we're taking a look today on the BWI Daily Edition. Normally we do this in my film review of what happened for Penn State football. I break down the X's and O's at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Using that area, that, that thing that I do there... A little more productively this week, we're going to take a look at the young players that played for Penn State football and give you a film evaluation and a scouting report of how they did in the bowl game and what it means going forward now that we have a better idea of their strengths and weaknesses. That's coming up this week. What we're doing here today is kind of the same old, same old for the Penn State offense. We're taking a look at the problems that happened for them and why they happened. Now, it's going to get into some of the X's and O's, and, and normally I would do this with a video, again, at bluewhiteillustrated.com, and I know there are places on YouTube that give you the video. I understand. I can't do that. Legally, I can't do that. Friendly reminder before you put anything in the comments. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to describe what happened, I'm going to give you some stats that back that up, and you watched the game, you know what I'm talking about. So we'll get into all that today. Best place to start, though, when it comes to the Penn State offense is to look at the defense for Arkansas. This is a defense that has two modes. The first one is to play coverage. Now, they play a varied scheme, but they try to play with three high safeties and just blanket everything so you don't get any deep shots. They did that on Saturday. The other place that they play is in kamikaze mode, where they play cover zero or cover one, and they blitz like crazy. There were times they were blitzing six, and when that happens, and you don't keep it back in to block, that means there's a free rusher at the quarterback that he's responsible for. So you're putting your quarterback under pressure on a regular basis. Do you know where this is going? Do you know where this is Because Arkansas knew where this was going. This is going exactly where you think it would. Sean Clifford has not performed well under pressure all season long, and they got to him early. Blitzed 41% of the time, which, by the way, wasn't even the highest single-game total for Arkansas at the end of the season. Clifford, 4 of 15 for 66 yards and two interceptions when he was blitzed. You can't win that way. You just can't win a football game when your quarterback is playing at that level. And that's really the story of the game. It's not just the blitzing, though, because if it was just that, uh, on the other 60% of the plays, Penn State would have had a good opportunity to get points and to do things down the football field. And that's really the part of the game where I think Penn State fell into a bit of a trap, even if they willingly and knowingly did it, because the other way you can look at blitzing and what has happened if you've blitzed Sean Clifford at the beginning of the season was he would break contain, he would run, and get gobs of yards. 
Now, what you need to do there is you need to have players running downfield, vacating the, the coverage. So Sean Clifford threw the ball downfield seven times. He completed two of them. Both were in the first half. And that really is where James Franklin says that the problem for the offense came when it came to the second, uh, it came to the third and fourth quarter. Well, I think, you know, to be honest with you, we had a couple of big plays uh, in the first half. We weren't consistent enough, but we, we were able to create some big plays. We did make those plays in the second half. We had opportunities, dropped some balls. Um, you know, they did a good job with their cover zero being extremely aggressive. Um, but we could not get in and out of our checks uh, fast enough uh, to be efficient enough. So um, got to give them credit. So there's two ways you can look at cover zero, which is no safeties, no blanket. Like I said, kamikaze football. Uh, you're going to get pressure as a defense. It's a miracle if you don't. There's two ways you can try and beat that with what's called a hot route, which is the quick route to uh, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands immediately and hope to catch and run and get a big play that way. Or just throw the ball up quickly into single coverage and hope something happens. Uh, that happened to, against uh, the very first deep completion of the game to Parker Washington. He's running from the seam. There's a, a single safety. You get that deep completion. That was Penn State's plan. The whole game was to do that and force them to stop blitzing by hitting those deep completions. And it almost worked because the other thing to know about Arkansas is when they play that soft coverage, they're doing a diverse number of things, switching between three safeties, two safeties, four deep defenders, and they make a lot of mistakes, which is why Keandre Lambert-Smith found himself wide open for a touchdown. But the pressure and the concussive force of the early blitzes for uh, Arkansas created the Sean Clifford that doesn't find those guys. This is the stat that blew my mind. I had to look this up two or three times to make sure this was correct from PFF. Sean Clifford, under pressure, meaning blitz or no blitz, when pressure got home, he completed zero passes. 0 for 10. 0 for 10. I, how do you operate an offense when any pressure results in an incompletion or an interception? That's tough. That's the that's a problem. And for Penn State football up front, it was the same cast of characters and the same problems when it comes to picking up blitzes and picking up stunts. Um, even when they were aware of them, they just did not have good discipline or the athleticism to get to the stunt or the looper who's coming in in, in the middle and rushing free. Grant Morgan, linebacker for Arkansas, had four pressures on the day. He was uh, their leading pressure getter. This is not a team that has a talented defensive line. They win through scheme and guile, and this was a perfectly bad matchup for Penn State when they played uh, their veteran players. When they played the same faces on the interior, the same players made mistakes and they had problems. Now, it's not like Penn State didn't adjust in the game, because that's what you're probably thinking. They did adjust to the pressure. What they tried to do is what we've seen them do previously against teams like Illinois or against uh, teams like um, Maryland. They tried to roll the pocket and give Clifford more time and the receivers more time to beat their man downfield in single coverage. But Clifford was not accurate on Saturday. Going back to what we just saw, he was not accurate even when the pocket was clean. His, his adjusted completion percentage was only 60%. And that includes throwaways, drops, and everything like that. That's not good. You need that to be 10% higher. 
when you get to Sean Clifford and you rattle him, I don't know that there's a scheme or a system that can help you get out of that. And that's what they did early in Arkansas. Saw it on film. You've seen it all season. That's what you needed to avoid. And Penn State couldn't get there because Sean Clifford, for as, as tough and as tenacious and as much as he'll battle through stuff, and James Franklin said after the game that the medical staff pulled him in the fourth quarter, so whatever injury... He's had this season, whatever has been going on with him apparently is still going on, or he was injured again in the game. Either way, it comes to the same conclusion that if you get pressure on him, this is why I'm struggling with this is I don't know what else to say. It's the same, like, I don't know if you're the, if you're the offensive coordinator, I don't know how you scheme around that. And for Mike Yersich, I looked at the, the at the film and I looked at the guys that were open and the the throws that weren't made. They were touched at not not even the ones that you saw where there were incompletions to Theo Johnson down the field. The aggressive deep passing game that was a viable option because there were open receivers. There were coverage busts that weren't taken advantage of because Clifford couldn't see it. The only part of the game plan that I would say that I would have a criticism of was there weren't a lot of hot routes. Those are those short completions against pressure to get uh, the ball out of your quarterback's hands and have him throw short and let the receivers do the work. There's some bubble screens. There's some short completions uh, that were designed, but nothing in that. And that's what James Franklin said. We couldn't get to our checks. They couldn't get to those efficiently. And that comes back to another thing. I don't want to lump all this on the plate of the starting quarterback, but there were times I saw checks made at the line of scrimmage and there was a communication issue to the offensive line because they went opposite directions and ran into each other. So it was a sloppy game from the offensive line, from the from the defense. In general, it was a very sloppy game. And if you want to put that on the on the coaching staff, you know, I think there is blame to go there. But the players have to execute. And I've been saying that all season long is the players have to execute the schemes and players being open in the secondary running free. I don't know how you how you you can't make him throw the football there the last thing is getting away from the running game which happened once again nine design carries for the running backs james franklin also acknowledged that was a problem in the offensive scheme we need to run the ball more consistently um there's no doubt about that we can't go away from it um we did some good things in the first half we got to keep those things mixed in and we, we didn't do that i agree with you so let's take a look at what that was because again what you don't see sometimes when you're watching is the design of the plays. There were two really good designs, I thought, by the offense that used misdirection and tendency breaking to get both Kevon Lee and Noah Kane on the perimeter. The first one was uh, what was actually what looked like just their traditional inside zone blocking was actually because of the way it was run a man blocking scheme where they were able to get a lead blocker on the edge for Noah Kane. That got him 16 yards. Then later, Penn State ran a quarterback option where they were pulling to the opposite side of where they were going and kind of in a split formation, the tight ends got out on the edge and they blocked for Kevon Lee, who got 24 yards. Those were two really great play designs. So to say that there isn't good design in the offense is incorrect. Just like in the passing game, there can be great design, but if you don't deliver the football accurately on time to where it needs to go or you don't see it, then you don't see the good design. 40 yards on two runs. They spent some time working on that. The problem was, as James Franklin mentioned, they ran the ball another seven times for 22 yards on the rest. 
And that was it. And then you're putting everything on quarterback Sean Clifford, who was not able to uh, execute. Now, when it comes to the rest of the running game, I want to go back to our evaluation of Arkansas and what Penn State's problems were going to be there. They weren't going to have a lot of success running on the interior because of John Ridgway, six foot six, three twenty. He's a very good nose tackle. Even when he wasn't in the game, Penn State struggled with the three down front. Again, they've struggled with whoever whoever is at center. That guy controlling the nose tackle and being able to keep him on the proper side for the blocking scheme in the run, in the inside running game. And that's the that's the problem right there is that Penn State their identity what they want to be they couldn't be. They just couldn't be that this year because that offensive running scheme didn't work. So when it comes to the running game they've been trying to find anything and everything to make it work. Those two design runs I, I described to you, the, the the highlight hit from Bumper Pool, that was on a zone read on an outside zone, a pitch play on an outside zone. Clifford, based on the way that the corner was playing, him should have pitched the ball. But again, the decision-making didn't really work. But they're trying anything. So for people that that have told me, and I've seen multiple times people that have come up to me and talked to me about this, of they don't try anything new, change the scheme, that they've tried everything. They have tried everything. Power, counter, man, zone, inside, outside, quarterback keep, quarterback draw. Uh, the only thing they haven't really done is put, just said, bleep it and put a running back at quarterback. They haven't gone full wildcat. So the running game, I don't know how to tell, to, what to tell you other than you've got to get new players and new positional talent to make it work. So that's what we're going to look at coming up uh, later this week at uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Do they have that in those two young players that played? Can they get in the transfer portal? That will be monitoring this offseason. But at least as far as the offensive linemen go, you should be at least a little bit concerned. Uh, you should be a little bit uh encouraged by how those young players played so for penn state football there you go the offense kind of more the same from penn state and sean clifford that'll do it for the bwi daily edition don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube i'm thomas rankar we'll talk to you tomorrow